Welcome back to the next episode of our podcast, The Set Position. I'm Cole Orner with my co-host, Zach Kruger. Um, we're happy to be back on and do another episode here. Uh, today, we're going to talk a little bit about the fundamentals of goalkeeping. Um, and we have a special guest with us on today. I'll go ahead and let Ron introduce himself, and then we'll get going from there. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, my name is Ron Santos. I'm uh, the founder of United Goalkeeper Academy in Odenton, Maryland. I'm the current varsity girls head coach at Indian Creek High School. I was the goalkeeping coach at Arundel High School from 2004 to 2016. And uh, I'm currently a coach with Davidsonville Athletic and a retired police officer after 15 years. I had to retire due to an injury. Awesome. Thanks, Ron. Thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Um, well, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, myself and Ron, we actually go back. I, I also worked at Arundel with him for two years. Uh, he and I shared a field. We actually both coached the JV teams. So he was on the boys' side and I was on the girls' side. So me and Ron go back. I've always been interested to, to talk to him more about goalkeeping because I know he does a ton of goalkeeping stuff in that area. And I'm really excited to have him on. And it's, it's going to be a really good topic to talk about. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Ron, so I guess first question is, how did you get into goalkeeping? How did you become a goalkeeper or get into that side of, side of it? Well, uh, I actually became a goalkeeper my first year of high school. Uh, our goalie got hurt during the game, and uh, coach asked for someone to volunteer, and I, of course, wasn't paying attention. So when everyone else stepped backwards, I was the only one that was forward. And uh, by process of elimination, I became the goalkeeper. Very nice. I think that's uh, very similar to kind of Zach and I. Um, we just kind of coached looking for somebody to throw in goal when we were younger and just stepped in. And next thing you know, here we are years down the road and loving goalkeeping and loving every aspect of it. Oh, I think it's the best position on the field. I've uh, I played every position but forward, but striker. And I tell you what, no matter how much fun I had at midfield, I don't think there's a more exciting position or more – I guess, a burden uh, as a goalkeeper. Right. So what might you say to that younger generation that is maybe playing field but has some interest in goalkeeping? What would you say to that kid that is interested in goalkeeping? What would you, what would you tell them? Well, I think anyone interested in goalkeeping should uh, give it a try. But um, when I say give it a try, give it a fair try. Don't just jump in net without any type of training. Uh, we've lost too many good goalkeepers who've been forced in goal, um, you know, have balls shot at them. And, I mean, typical kids, you're going to duck out the way. You don't want to get hit by the object coming at you. Um, but I think the best goalkeepers actually start out as field players. Right. Right. Is that is that because of, like, like, a, like, a technical ability that they have on the field and then when the ball gets maybe dropped back to a goalkeeper, they, you know, either have a better first touch or they have, like, some sort of – advantage to understanding the positions better or like wh why do you say that I think it's a combination of everything you just said um again I started as a midfielder center midfielder and when I was in goal if I'm ha if I'm being attacked uh, or a breakaway or even attacked uh just a regular attack against me I could be inside the head of the center midfielder you know what would I do in that position you know, what would I be looking for so as a goalkeeper you know hey this center midfielder is going to be looking at this and this. So I think it's important to learn all the positions. This way you can understand what those players are thinking. And as a goalkeeper, that's going to help you 
expect what's going to come from each one of those players. That's a, it's a really interesting point because I think Zach and Zach, you and I kind of chatted about this on the first episode. Uh, I know we're going to talk about it a little more in depth later on, but I think it's interesting that as goalkeepers, we truly do have to know so many different things about the game and so many different positions um, on the field. So that way we can kind of break things down. And when we're standing in goal, we're prepared for what's coming at us. I think, again, playing those positions, you understand them a little bit better. and gives I think it gives those goalkeepers an advantage over someone who has just played goalkeeper their entire career, never experienced what it's like to be a forward or a midfielder or even a defender. Uh, today's soccer, the defenders uh, get into the, uh, attacking play so much, you always have to understand what they're thinking. Definitely. Really good, really good points, Ron. I really appreciate the, the you know, the – the conversation so far, I think it's going in a good direction. How, how do you teach someone who, you know, from a young age is like, I want I only want to be a goalie and they've never stepped on the field. How do you, how, how do you uh, structure your curriculum when you're working with your, you know, your youth goalkeepers to begin that development? Or if it's like a younger goalkeeper gets stuck in a, in a certain way, you know, how do you kind of work with them and what tricks do you have that you use to help those guys continue to develop and advance? Well, what we do is you're going to run into those coaches or those parents who, you know, want their child only to play goalkeeper. You know, um, we get it, I uh, get it so many times a year where a parent will come up to me and say, Hey, you know, we'd like you to train our son. Uh, he's eight years old. He's been a goalkeeper his entire career, which you know, eight year old doesn't have that long of a career. Uh, <laughs> you know, but I um, mean, we get this all the time. It's like, you know, we really want him to get better. So we'll ask him questions. Have they ever played anywhere else? And we actually will stress to them, listen, you know, I think it's really important for his development that he understands all these positions that he play maybe a half and play the field, the other half, whether he's good or not, it helps him understand it. But we also incorporate into our training, a lot of the footwork we would do with field players, um, you know, same touches on the ball, the same movement, uh, just again, so that they become better with their feet. Because today's goalie, as you know, has to be just as proficient with his feet as he is with his hands. Yeah, I think that's definitely part of that. The modern game that we're looking at now is that goalkeeper is no longer just a shot stopper. They truly have to be an all-around player and be able to deal with the ball at their feet and uh, – take care of that space in behind their, their back four, back three, whatever you may be playing uh, to help your team be successful and then ultimately help start the attack. Um, so kind of going along with that, I know you said obviously the importance of getting those goalkeepers out on the field, but um, I'm sure you would agree with this. But for me, when I'm working with some of those younger kids, especially at the club level um, that I have those goalkeepers, I'll start off a training session and I'll make sure they're in with the, with the field players. They're not necessarily getting the ball into their hands, but it's all working with your feet. Um, so, I mean, kind of, what do you, what are your thoughts on that build off of that? And what, what do you think? Well, we get, we try to get our goalkeepers participate in the training as much as possible. A lot of times, uh, and you can go on the internet and watch a lot of training sessions and uh, we could, we could probably do about 10 podcasts just on some of the stuff you can see on the internet, uh, good and bad. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But one of the things we do is instead of the coaches doing all the footwork or all the skill moves, to attack the goalies, we make our goalies do it. So if we're working on uh, breakaways, it's not the coaches or the trainers that are dribbling, attacking the goalkeepers. It's the actual other goalkeepers waiting their turn that are going to dribble the ball and attack them. So that's one way of getting them, you know, to become quote unquote a field player or at least get a taste of what it feels like to be that field player. Yeah. 
No, I, and I, I completely agree with that because I see so much with, I mean, working with um, ODP and some of these younger age groups that these kids are coming through and they can't even, they can't even strike a ball to even prepare another goalkeeper for, yeah. for a game, for training, whatever it is. They can't even strike a ball properly to help that, help that other goalkeeper get better. And in turn, they're only hurting themselves. Um, you really see that, though, when they go from that small field to a big field. Right. That's where it really becomes an issue because they can't get the ball out of their own box on a goal kick. Yes. You know, Definitely. I, I can remember, Ron, like when you and I worked at Arundel all those years ago, I think like I had a hard time with, that, with my girls' team because they couldn't kick the ball out of their own 18. And they're in high yeah. school, you know. I, high school players couldn't even kick the ball 12 yards to get it out of the box. That was a little bit disheartening. And But, again, when you talk to the keeper and you, you know, ask them what they worked on, you know, one of the things that they won't say, you know, is striking the ball with their feet. They'll talk yeah. about hands and, you know, uh, where to stand in the goal. But rarely do they talk about footwork. And a lot of goalkeepers, when you get into the footwork part of it, or you know, as I call it, the boring part of it, uh, you they'll tend to lose a little bit of interest and everyone watches the YouTube videos or watches uh, soccer on TV or the women's national team, men's national team. And they see these goalkeepers flying through the air. Um, a lot of YouTube channels are making their mark and uh, you know, we're, we're great goalie instructors. Look, we're going to, we're going to have your kid flying through the air. And that's all they show is the goalkeepers flying, you know, making these great saves. But what they don't show is the amount of time and effort on the basics it takes to get to that point. Um, so a lot of goalies, they'll come in and you're trying to teach them the basics and, well, no coach, I want to learn how to dive. You know, uh, when do we get to diving? And we hear that every year. And I actually laugh most of the time because we're like, you're a long way from diving. We got to build the foundation of the house before we build the upper levels. And a lot of them just don't understand that. Yeah. No. I I like that a lot. That's a great analogy. And Cole, I know you can kind of talk to this too, but you know, when you see goalkeepers who make a push beyond college or, or, or have a really good college career that can then propel themselves to possibly USL, possibly MLS, their fundamentals are so sharp. Yeah. You know, they do not, they do not drop the ball. They, their, their catch percentages, you know, they're through the roof. And, and I think that's something that's so missed out on, especially with like, you said, Ron, like with Instagram, right? There's so many bad things that are on there, and they just see these people flying around everywhere, and that's all that they want to do. They don't, they don't want to take time and really learn the, the basics of things. And, you know, what are some of the basic things that you teach your goalkeepers in your goalkeeping academy that you, you truly really try to have that as one of those, you know, those pillars uh, that are connected to that foundation that you're talking about and uh, in, in how you build that goalkeeper? Well, every goalkeeper that we train um, goes through, we, we call it, a, I guess, a screening or a pre-test. And, and what we do is we'll set up a series of cones, usually three to four cones, and we'll tell the goalies, you know, hey, you can do whatever footwork you want, you know, high knees, icky shot, whatever you want through the cones. When you come through the cones, I want you to get in the ready position. And all we're going to do is we're either going to kick or throw the ball, depending on their age. If they're younger, we'll throw it. The older ones will actually uh, either volley it or strike it. And we'll tell them this is what we're going to do. You know, uh, we'll tell them at the beginning, get in your ready position. Now we're going to give you a simple grounder straight to you. We'll do a couple of those. Okay. Now we're going to do to your right. Now we're going to do to your left. Then we'll give them a couple low volleys below their belly, uh, higher volleys around chest level. And then we'll just throw the ball in the air and say, okay, now, you know, save the height, you know, 
a high save. And just based on that, um, what we're able to do is we're able to pretty much tell where they're at. And we, myself and the other trainers and coaches, we actually will grade you, um, you know, what level one through five. And what you find is a lot of these kids, even they're playing, you know, division one EDP will be graded. If five's the best, they're graded around two and a half or three because I mean, their hands are just, you know, terrible. Their footwork is not very good. Uh, balls that are about thigh high, they're trying to catch as if it's uh, with their hand position the same as it is if it's at their head, which isn't going to work. So just the fundamentals just are not being taught at a younger level. Um, and what's making the goalkeepers good for their team is, you know, they probably have a good defense, but the kid has great reflexes. But the fundamentals just aren't there. And those are the ones that need extra work. And those are actually the ones I enjoy working with the most, but they're also the hardest ones to work with because here you have a kid, hey, I'm division one. You're telling me that I don't know how to play goalkeeper. I mean, it's terrible. I have to tell them that, but unfortunately it's, it's the truth that we're at right now is a lot of goalkeepers don't get that fundamental stuff at a young age. Right. And I think we see that if you have that, that fundamental base there, I mean, as you were kind of saying, you see these kids just kind of throwing themselves around and trying to make these big saves. And that's, that's what they think goalkeeping is. But when you're doing that, how many times are you actually catching the ball and it's not just a parry into, into space and now you're having to make a second, third, fourth, maybe even a fifth save. And now you're under all this pressure and now you can't even get the ball out of your own defensive third where if you're fundamentally sound, maybe you're making that save and now you're only having to make one save. And now you're releasing the ball, distributing it out to an outside back or to a midfielder or even to a striker. You're hitting that long ball. And now you're releasing your team for the attack. I mean, it's just it's, – it's crazy. Go ahead. We will actually ask them, how many diving saves do you think goalkeepers have to make during a regular game? And some of the answers are just phenomenal. You have a lot of kids, oh, a dozen or 20. And we tell them all the time – you know, if you're doing your job correctly and you're using your most important weapon, you should maybe make two, three, you know, diving saves, if that. And the kids are like, they always give me a weird look. They go, well, isn't my most important weapon my hands? And we tell them all the time, no, your most important weapon as a goalkeeper is your mouth. Telling yeah. your defense what to do, putting them where you need them set or pushing the attack one way or the other so that you can uh, narrow the shooting window and get in a simple position where if you do your job right and you uh, direct your team where to push them, the shots should come right to your hands or wide of the goal. Right. That's our, we like, I think we always like to say the, that's the proactive goalkeeping as opposed to the reactive goalkeeping. Correct. I always find it interesting when you find a goalkeeper who like has all the, you know, all the tools in the world to be, you know, really good athlete, you know, uh, is coachable and listens, but for some reason, then when they get in a moment like that, like you just described, and that shot should be right at them, but maybe they're off their ball line a little bit, they'll stay off their ball line and then try to make that diving save. And all they had to do was just shift their feet and just catch the ball. And I always found that to be really interesting, and I've always been curious of why um, kids do that. I, I, I'm very efficient. I like to be as efficient as possible. But there's just some, there's some people out there that, you know, they like to get the cameras out, <laughs> as some people yeah. like to say. You know, and, uh, <laughs> I think you actually hit it on the head. It's it's a camera making moment because that's what they see on Instagram. That's what yeah. they see on YouTube. And to move your feet, you know, to take that one step to your right or left and just bring your hands up and make a simple catch, it's not going to get them the likes on social media. 
Yeah, and there is some really, really good content on social media uh, pertaining to goalkeeping. Um, Ron, ha you have your own Instagram account that where you post a lot of your training sessions. Um, and there, I, I was on it today, and I was like, oh, man, there's a really good session about how he teaches um, – about how you teach extension diving, which is a harder topic to teach to a younger, uh, a younger goalkeeper. But the way you do it is you actually pull out, like, the, the gymnastic mats. And yes. Hit on that. I love that, man. I think that's great. You know, well, we, we do it. Um, we're very, very, I mean, safety is high on our list, our checklist. And, you know, we know, especially with the younger kids, you're asking, uh, hopefully, a level headed person to throw their body in such a way and to land on a hard surface in such a way that any normal person's going to think you're crazy. So, what we do is we have a four foot by eight foot mat that's eight inches thick. And what we do is when we're training, we have, we have the kid continually dive on the mat and it's like jumping on your bed. So, I mean, there's very little chance of you getting injured from the impact. The only way you can get injured is if, uh, you know, you bring your arms wrong or you land on your arm the incorrect way, or maybe bring the ball into too much and land on the ball. But we found that once we introduced the mat teaching the diving, um, once they just fall on it, once they feel what it feels like to make contact with that mat, the diving takes care of itself. It's much easier to do after that. Right. Ron, what is your um, Instagram, by the way? I'll give you a little shout out here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It is United Goalkeeping. I'm sorry, United GK Academy. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, so I, I, you kind of building off the diving point there. I mean, still, that's, I mean, it, we may not say that diving is always the fundamentals because we're thinking about footwork and the, the balls right at us. And um, I know I always like to reference a kind of a door frame and that door frame is going to change depending on the height and maybe the age of the player, that door frame might get bigger or might get smaller, just depending, but kind of going off that goalkeeping point, that's still, or the diving point, that's still fundamentals when you're having them dive on to that mat, because now we're, fo we're just truly focusing on that fundamental part of diving and making sure everything's correct before we put you into the real situation of now you've actually got to hit the ground and make the same save. We, we actually do progress from the mat to the, to the actual hitting ground. Um, but again, what we want to make sure is that their form is correct before we allow them to do that. Um, and that. What, we, what we like to utilize is we take an iPad usually with us or our iPhones. And when we're teaching someone diving, especially beginners, but we'll do it for the advanced keepers as well, we videotape everything in slow motion so we can watch every split second. And then what we do is we bring the keeper over to us. We re replay it for them frame by frame, showing them, you know, how they're landing. Cause a lot of times it happens so quick. They don't know that, Oh, my head might've hit the mat and we're trying to keep your head from hitting the ground. So we'll show them exactly what they did correct and incorrect. And it, what we found since we started using that is the teaching of diving has become quicker we can get them to where we want them much quicker than what we could in the past well, that's interesting I, I, I like the fact that you're bringing technology on the field too I think there's a lot of old school coaches out there that are, are unwilling to change along with you know the times and I I really like to see goalkeepers who and coaches who are, are interested in changing with you know with different technologies and stuff so that's great I, I think that's a great use of technology on the field and I I use uh, film and I and I do I do all that as well with my goalkeepers um, from private sessions to even just like I work locally 
for, you know, like a private company. It's called GK Icon in Pittsburgh and uh, it's actually a global company, but that's something that we do there, right? We can do a little bit of film. We can, we can show them where their mistakes are real quick. And, and I shouldn't say mistakes, but a learning moment, a teaching moment. I, I think that's something that, um, you know, people should definitely be using. And I, and I love the fact that you're doing that, Ron. That's awesome. I think anyone who's interested in coaching goalkeepers needs to utilize cameras. But I think another important part um, when you're training a, a goalkeeper specific is what we like to do is we will actually have our goalkeepers give us their entire schedule um, for the season. And what we try to do is uh, we coach uh, teams as well. So we're not always able to do it for everyone. What we try to do is let's just say I'm teaching or I'm working with one of your goalkeepers and we're playing in a tournament uh, in Columbia, Maryland, and your team's in that same tournament at a different field playing at different games. What I generally try to do is I'll try to go to watch the goalkeepers we're working with during a game and I'll videotape them with using my camera. Uh, what I, I try not to let them know I'm there. So I try to be inconspicuous so they don't know I'm there because a lot of times that'll distract and say, Oh, you know, the coach here, I have to do this or that. We want to actually catch them during the real game. And as a coach, we go back and we'll play our video to ourselves and we can see, you know, what the goalkeeper's strong at, what he needs a lot of work in or what he needs a little bit of work in. And then we train our, we can focus our training sessions based on what we saw during that game. And it really helps us train that goalkeeper a little bit quicker than what we would have if we hadn't watched them. I love that. I love that. And I think, um, Zach, I think you and I both kind of do this and kind of building off that technology point. We like to keep stats on our goalkeepers. Obviously it's a little bit easier for us at the college level, just being there at every game. Um, that we keep stats of times that they've received the ball as a back pass distribution out to catch it head height to mid height on the ground, dives left, right, all those sorts of things. Are, are you doing anything like that, Ron, with your goalkeepers now? Or are you keeping any sorts of stats maybe throughout a session or when you're going to watch them at games or just keeping little – or is it more just notes? Uh, the goalkeepers on, our, on the teams that I coach, uh, we keep stats on them. The okay. goalkeepers that we train, honestly, it's up to the coach if they want to do it. We do try to talk to the coaches of every goalkeeper we train with. But unfortunately, with some coaches, you get a lot of pushback. Um, I'm, and I'm not sure why. Maybe it's I'm not as charming as I think I am. But um, <laughs> a lot of times, a lot of, a lot of coaches feel like maybe you're trying to steal their goalie or, or, you know, who are you to teach me how to coach? So you have to be very careful when you do that. Uh, talking to the other coaches but what we try to tell the parents is you need to be keeping stats on your son or daughter and you need to videotape your son and daughter's games and you have to be very specific when you tell them about video the first time we tried that we got the video from the parent and it was absolutely gorgeous video of up close video of their son I mean you you could see the kid perfectly but you couldn't <laughs> see anything else so yeah what we try to tell them now is try to, when you're videotaping the game, try to get up to a high position and try to take at minimum a third of the field with your kid in the, in the frame. And the reason why is as a goalkeeper coach, I want to see was, you know, your child in the right position when we were attacking. Was he in the right position when we were being attacked? You know, did he direct his defense correctly? So we want to see all that in video. So it's very important you tell the parents, you know, we don't want a picture of your child up close. We want to see the entire field. And did they do what we trained on as far as move to the ball a certain way or distribute the way we taught uh, this past session? 
I love that. I think it's really important that you're talking about positioning when our team is in possession farther up the field and how we can stay connected. You know, that's how we kind of describe as we move forward with the ball, our goalkeeper should be sliding up with us. Uh, where if you look at younger ages, I think it's, it's always funny to see the, the one kid all the way back on their goal line in that position. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I always find that funny and really cute, but you'll see, like, teaching that at a younger age, right, to continue to step up with your team as they progress through, you know, the thirds or whatever you want to say. But I love that, that idea of filming them, even at a younger age, to be like, look how far back you are. <laughs> we actually will ask our goalkeepers during when we again when we first start training them we'll ask them during a during a game how often should a goalkeeper be on his goal line in in you know in the net and some of the answers are just shocking uh most of the game um is what we get from a lot of them and we tell them all the time really the only time you're on that uh your two feet are on that goal line is when you face penalty kick right i mean other than that, you really shouldn't. That line is to mark whether the ball crosses it or not. It's not to mark where the goalkeeper stands. And again, that that comes from the grassroots soccer that we have here in the states, where a lot of the coaches you get at a younger age are mom or dad or volunteer that wants to spend time with their kid or do something with their kid, but really doesn't have the soccer knowledge. And that's something that, for my company, I really want to try to uh, progress it and move forward with getting the younger ages and helping the coaches understand that how important a goalkeeper actually is, as opposed to just being someone standing on the line, blocking the ball when it comes through. Right. And I think kind of building off the uh, standing on the line, I think a lot of times too, I see a lot of kids getting trained and when they're going through training sessions as a goalkeeper, maybe it's uh, you got a little ladder and then you have two cones that you're, you're asking the goalkeeper to get set between those cones instead of asking the goalkeeper to get set in front of those cones where I don't think the kids are always making the, the connection between the fact that those cones are representing their goal line and they should always be in front of that, getting set in front of it. How far in front can you get yourself and still be comfortable to make a save? Uh, you're, you're absolutely correct on that. We actually will, uh, <coughs> excuse me, we'll stop training when our players are going through the footwork part of the, of the opening drills that we do, the warm-up drills. And we'll have to remind them every now and then, you know, you're standing behind the cones. The cones are your goal line. Why are you in your goal? And uh, we, we keep hammering the fact that you know, this is your goal line. You can't be in – you have to be in front. You always have to be in front. Right. So – I think it's also important when, you, when you're looking at that, Cole, when they come out through that gate and, they're, and then they get into that uh, ready or set position, I think it's going to be – critical to teach what a good set position really is too, right? To be ready for the ball, to not be bouncing. You know, I worked with a goalkeeper here in Pittsburgh uh, over the winter and she was just bouncing all the time, you know? Uh, and, and it was with uh, that, that private company I was telling you about, that GK Icon uh, in Pittsburgh. And this, this girl was just bouncing, 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 super athletic. She could, she could make saves out of, out of the upper corner. But the issue was that she was always a half second behind then. So if you're teaching that set position right from a younger age, their their chances of being a better goalkeeper are only getting better. You know, you're not you're not holding them back by saying, "Hey, like this is, you know, this is wrong," or like shouldn't do it this way. But like, I mean, listen, like this girl was like a junior or a senior in high school, and she still did not understand a proper set position. So it was just really interesting to hear that that's that's taught so early. And yeah, set position when when again when you come to one of our training sessions. We test you. After we test you, that is the first thing 
the absolute first thing we fix. And um, I mean, if you don't mind, give me like about 20 seconds, we'll go right through it. And what we we'll do is we'll, uh, we'll have the goalie just, you know, I'll, I'll tell him, get in your ready position. We'll look at him. Okay, now let's fix it. And what we do is we have them, you know, we'll tell them, you know, stand with your feet, shoulder width apart, toes pointing, you know, mostly straight, which they'll do. So, you know, just, and let your arms just hang. Um, and then we'll tell them, okay, your knees are locked right now. Now unlock your knees. And then we'll, then we'll tell them, you know, bend from your waist, not your shoulders. Cause if you bend from your shoulders, it's a difference. It will bend. We'll tell them bend forward from your waist. And as you feel your heels start to come up, stop. And then once they stop, we we'll go, okay, bend your knees a little bit more. And there you go. And, and to me, that's, that's a good set position. You're flexible. Your legs aren't too wide where you can't make the move. Your hands are, you know, are free down. A lot of the kids, we got a kid who's a junior in high school the other day, beautiful size. I mean, he's six foot two, absolutely I mean, a monster of a size. We put him in a set position. His feet were almost, I got a foot and a half to two feet on either side, too wide. I wow. mean, it was just his hands, instead of being loose, his hands were in front of him already, thumbs touching each other elbows bent really stiff so we had to work literally 20 minutes to fix that um because he had been taught that way since he was a kid he's 16 now so it's much harder to teach so we we actually like it when kids don't have coaching as opposed to they've had incorrect or i don't want to say bad coaching but let's say coaching that wasn't the correct way right so that makes a lot of sense and i love i love that breakdown you did of the sepsis i think that gives a really good uh, explanation and a good visual um, for people to kind of understand what that set position truly should look like. And obviously everybody's going to have little minute differences within their set position because just naturally everybody's built a little bit differently. So their, their set position might just be a tad different, but that's the basic shape, the basic body shape that we're looking for from these players. Um, what would you say to those kids that they may not be getting the individual goalkeeper training um, every week or every month? maybe they're getting once a month or whatever it may be. What would you say for them when they're either going back to their clubs where they don't have goalkeeping training or just at home, what are some things that those players can do just to continue to help their fundamentals? So that way when they do get back on the field, they're ready to go. Uh, they can do a lot of things on their own, such as uh, with the wall, throwing the ball against the wall and practicing just your uh, hand position. Um, you know, the old hand position was the diamond, the thumbs and uh, pointing finger uh, shape of a diamond. And now that's been uh, changed now by the W. Um, so they have them throw ball against the wall or have mom or dad get involved with it. Have, we actually have mom. We bring mom or dad over. We'll talk to him and say, hey, we want you to throw the ball, um, you know, here or there. And this is what we're looking for. Um, when we're teaching grounders, we actually – uh, we'll send them home with homework every week or whenever we see them. And what we'll do to learn grounders is we'll have them in you know, the first stage of it, we'll have them sit with on their knees, uh, knees shoulder width apart. And we just have mom and dad roll the ball right to them. And we just have them bend over, put their hands together. Like uh, we call it a roadway or a train track and let the ball roll right up. And then all they do is bring their hands up and cradle it like a baby. So from there, I mean, that helps us, get ahead of the curve. So now we incorporate that with the actual footwork in the form of, you know, uh, so people can get more visual, a lunge to the right or at a 45 degree right or 45 degree left, you know, turning your body and bringing your hands down like a railroad track. 
Um, we'll send them home and we'll have them do walking lunges. Um, then next step is walking lunges with the twist. So if my right knee's up, I'm twisting at the waist to my left. This way, again, that's the beginning of uh, a grounding, a grounder position for basic, simple grounders at a young age. Very nice. Yeah, that's, that's good, Ron. I, I think that there's so many great analogies in there to, to build those connections with younger goalkeepers. Uh, so we have about four minutes here. I, I wanted to finish with one piece of advice, Ron, that you would give either goalkeepers or goalkeeper coaches. A uh, piece of advice I'd give goalkeepers is, you know, it's a 90-minute game for the older ages. You know, goalkeeper has to be uh, the strongest one on the field mentally. You can't let one goal uh, that went in affect you. You have to get over it. You have to learn why did they score quickly and analyze, analyze it. You know, did you do something wrong or, you know, how, why did it get by you? Make the adjustment immediately on the field and, you know, don't, don't let it bother you. You're still a good goalkeeper even though you let the one goal in. All goalkeepers are going to let goals in. I mean, there's nothing you can do except for learn from it and try not to make a mistake again or learn from it and how to fix it for the next time. Maybe you move your defender right or left. Now, for the coaches, I would say, please don't put kids in the goal without, without fundamental basic training on how to catch a ball or, um, you know, protect themselves while they're in net. Um, we don't want to lose some of these kids that I think could be phenomenal goalkeepers because at a younger age they got hit in the face with the ball because they were never taught how to put their hands to stop that from happening. Those are really good points, man. Really, really good points and really good advice for those who are working with goalkeepers that may not know, um, you know, what they're doing or, or just, you know, goalkeepers who have an interest that just don't really know how to progress. So good advice, Ron. Thank you so much, man. Well, th that's all we got for this episode of, you know, the set position. And I hope that you guys enjoyed it. We can continue with our next topic, which would be communication. And we're going to be having uh, the guys I work with, the GK Icon on, uh, Mark Duffield and Eric Eisenheim, they'll be on here and talking about what they do at GK Icon and how they help train their goalkeepers um, and connecting that with communication. So really appreciate you, Ron, for coming on. Cole, thank you so much for continuing to, to help me out through this, and let's just continue on. Of course. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you, Ron. Zach, thanks, thanks again. Uh, and thanks for joining us on this episode of The Set Position. 